Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Larissa used to have stuff to put in a bathtub and now she doesn't anymore. So like I took a bath at our new place one night, like, and it was horrible because I could just (laughs) see my own gross watery body, like, and a stray piece of dog fur made it in the water, but gross because it's just floating there. Mm -hmm. So you You put like bubbles in or something that sort of, you know, oh, this stuff's supposed to be in the water and it hides all the gross shit in the water. Mm-hmm. Considering your dogs, I'm surprised that it was just a stray piece well, of dog hair. Well, I, I took precautions. I tried really hard to get all of the dog fur out of the tub before I filled it up and it just finds its way in anyway. Ugh. I like brushed to the bottom of my feet off and like wiped my body down before I got in and then still, still so fur. I know I have this problem and you're a much taller man than I am. When you took your bath, which did you choose? Warm knees or warm belly? <laughs> That's what I have to alternate. So I'm kind of doing like core exercises the whole time because I'm like slide down, push up, slide down, put like, and like the, the window narrows like as you go on, you know, like it's like, okay, my knees can be cold for eh, 30 seconds. All right. Now my belly can be cold for 30 seconds. Now my knees can be cold for 25. Now my belly can be cold for 25. And then finally, it's just like a wave machine. I can't, yeah, I can't be comfortable for a second either way. It's, I got to get out of here. This is horrible. No, I I can't, I can't do the bathtub. I can't do the bath. You're such a hairy person. I I can't imagine. I know. (laughs) I'm a bee. I am the dog fur that finds its way in. You create your own. Is that the beginning of your Darkwing Duck entrance? <laughs> I am the dog hair that finds its way in. Hi. <laughs> that feeling at the back of your mouth when that hair gets oh, stuck no. in your gums. Oh, that is me. Oh. Buh. Buh. No, my ideal situation for being hot and wet oh, boy. is yeah. outside Wait. hot tub. There's a lot of people who've been waiting for this. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Get out your notebooks, everybody. No, you got to have the nice outdoor hot tub. It's got to be winter. You got to have a cigar or a nice lit pipe. That is the best thing I can imagine. That sounds like a Mad Lib. Like what you just said (laughs) just sounds like someone picked random words to fill in. You you need a nice outdoor hot tub. (laughs) Okay. It's got to be winter. I don't know how long it's been, but given a lot of your old man problems, you might want to start trying like a nice Epsom salt bath. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I am a broken man. (laughs) You seem like you've been moving pretty nimbly for a while. You know, the knee is getting a lot, lot better. I I have pretty nasty. I got these arthritis treats for Harvey and I've been slipping (laughs) into his his morning breakfast. I wondered what that little chunk of meat was in my cereal. (laughs) Yeah, no, I've I've been doing a lot of uh, exercises and stuff and it's, it's getting a lot healthier. I skipped up some stairs the other day and um, I brought the uh, people I work with out to watch and I said, look, look what I just did and I did it again. It You're amazing. like Stuart from Mad TV. <laughs> yes. <laughs> look what I can do. Yep, yep, yep. So it's getting Stuart, better. Stuart, what are you doing? <laughs> God. Anyway. I guess we should talk about something maybe related to the show. Uh, oh, this is recording? Oh, yeah, yeah, son yeah. Son of a bitch. I couldn't possibly. I have no idea. I, yeah. 
I really the only thing I think that there is to talk about this week is I want to take a second to thank Rachel, outrageous cosplay, who has joined our team. Uh, she is our new social media manager. She does that in her muggle life, and uh, she's been a very big supporter of the show. I met her a couple of years ago through a cosplay photographer. She and I both do cosplay, and she offered to to work with us on our social media. So she has been making some really cool changes. She's trying to get stuff made, so there are some posts every day, and it has made tasks 20% <laughs> less jittery. so happy. I'm so happy. <laughs> Rachel, just marry me. I'm so, so happy. So, so now I can stop doing all these mailers and everything? <laughs> yes. Oh, thank goodness. Wait, wait, wait. What have you been doing? Uh, you know, just like mailing things. Oh. He's been Not like anything envelopes. about the show or anything. Just <laughs> oh, mailers. I see. I thought you meant you were like accidentally doing mailers for like Joe O'Donnelly or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's where TJ's time is going. He's uh, doing some grassroots movement That's for right. the local politician. He thought he was actually hired by the mayor in that episode. of. Oh, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So you thought you owed the real mayor a favor. You mean I didn't? No, you, real... you did. How'd it go? What? You did and you do. Yeah. Well, and, I know. I know and like, it is election time. I soon. know in the story, but I thought that's like the story, like it translated into real life. It does. How did I... it go? How did it go volunteering for him? Uh, great. Um, I, uh-huh. like I uh-huh. said, mailers, I mean, I, my, my tongue has got like, you know, paper cuts, but you know, but it's, but it's muscly as hell. That's, like, yeah. <laughs> watch me do these pushups. What just happened? Dead stop. It's, yeah, it's weird <laughs> how often that happens to us. so uncomfortable with the thought of TJ's muscly tongue that I can't think <laughs> to do anything but push the button. All right, so it is time for the end of adventure wrap up. Although this is kind of difficult because there's not, there wasn't a mystery. This was kind of an interlude that you guys turned into a much bigger story. So we're going to kind of skip over the questions, although you do get your experience points that we talked about from dealing with Damien. Oh, right. So you do get those experience points now. Does anyone level up from that? I do. Okay, so what are you going to take? Uh, this one's pretty simple, and I, I don't think I had a chance to verbalize this much. We talked about it a little at the end of the last arc, the, you know, Eye of Horus and all that. I think that in-game me is really just still struggling, and, you know, with the, the losses that happened on Eye of Horus, so I'm bumping up my tough. What does that take you to? Plus two. Oh. Ooh. Anybody else level up? I did. Did you? Yes, I did. What are you going to take? I'm going to go ahead and take another uh, science guy move. In this case, uh, it's engineering. So engineering, when you need to quickly fix or break a complicated gadget. Roll plus sharp on a 10 plus, it's fixed or broken, just like you wanted. On a 7 and 9, you need more time to study it. You choose to fix or break it now with unknown side effects, or you take more time. And on a miss, you do the worst thing possible to the gadget, which usually (laughs) involves an explosion. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Oh, boy. So this is to use on complicated gadgets. Yeah. Okay. I am two away from leveling up still, so just have me do two things. And then I will level up. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. While you guys are leveling up, Jake's outside killing boars. Yeah, I'm in in the forest. I'm in the Goldshire Forest. This doesn't spoil anything. Uh, Some behind the curtain 
So when I wrote this, the idea of being inside of Rev's head and the dream sequences, you guys saw a third of the material because each room had a meaning and the vision you were given changed depending on who touched the door and then who was the second person to go in. Because some of those rooms required a second person to change it or activate it. And some of them was just, oh, one person activated it. So it was really fun for me because it was all just like, okay, who touches this door? What information do you guys find out? And it was drastically different based off of who did what. So on my side, it's really exciting to see the information you got and what it's causing you guys to do now and the path it's sending you on compared to if Jake had opened the first door and Tass had opened the second, you know, it would have been completely different visions. And then it kind of turned into you guys coming up with a way to solve one of the conundrums that came up because of a vision. And so suddenly this little, what I thought would be one episode story turned into, I think, four and a half episodes, um, which I couldn't be happier about. I love the way you guys decided to deal with trying to find the divine because when you guys made that decision in the moment, I thought, oh man, there's like one way they can do this and it's just going to be boring and it's going to take a long time. They're going to have to like gather components and they're going to have to do big magic. And you guys came up with this idea. It's like, oh God, yeah, that'll, that'll work. Holy crap, that'll work. <laughs> and it never occurred to me. So it was like, there's no way to not let this play out right now. What are you guys' thoughts? What's, what's going on just in the sense of having gone through that dreamscape and then having to go through again uh, with TAS? I mean, it was a, it's a lot of information. I'm sure even now there are bits and pieces that are drifting away, being lost. Um, and I, I think I mentioned this to you guys before. Every element of every one of those visions is a very uncomfortable deep dive I got into one night on on dream study. Yeah, I mean, there's just so much. Um, I have a question. Yeah. I know you set up specific different things for every door. Could we each have gone back to the first door and touched it independently and seen 100% uh, no, to- no. The doors fired once. Got it. Yep. Okay. Each, each door basically had a charge to it. Oh, man. Yeah. Yep. Okay. The uh, the soul in me that one hundred percent yeah yeah absolutely is, is screaming right now. It's like oh this is like this is like Chrono Trigger where I have to play it eight times to get every <laughs> yeah. Well, it's really strange for me too to to write content that no one will ever see or hear, and I did it knowingly. Yeah. But right. I was just like, I want these the choices you guys make to have consequence in the sense of what you learn or what you're you know afraid of now or what nightmare of yours it triggers really um i think as far as i'm concerned you saw what i got hooked on i just that based on the question i asked lana you know the whole thing about the divine was what became my path it's Mm. like something about this is what we need to know to get to Nash. So I was uh, really impressed with uh, Tass's uh, dream sequence that he had. Every element of that I mentioned that he prompted was, you know, he was actually prompting me to fill this in. And those were real things. I, I dream heavily. I dream vividly. I dream often. Um, and that was specifically the house I grew up in from around age, oof, I want to say five to 16. Yeah. I actually, during one of the live streams the other day, I had a couple people asking me, like, oh, how much prompting did you give tasks for that? I was like, oh, it's literally just, you know, that's the one piece I cut out is I would turn to you and say, okay, so they're going into a place that feels warm and safe. What is it? Because I didn't want to kind of control his narrative at all of like, you know, Tass picked the idea of, of his childhood home and went with it for throughout the whole house. Um, and so that was really kind of neat because it gives you kind of an insight to what that brain space is like. Mm-hmm. Whereas with Rev, it was, you know, every door led into a very different room and the ex- exterior of the house was very, I think we talked about that it was like metal and square and had windows with shades. And whereas yours was, 
you know, family tree and garage. And there was almost no prompting at all. And I, we didn't give them like 20 minutes to think up a description of, of where they were. And I almost hit Jake with a tornado. Almost. That's true. You have an angry God now. I do. Yeah. Like for the twice mo- over almost, right? What do you mean? I thought you had like not done something for him twice. Maybe I'm wrong. Well, I mean, I got pulled into the trials at some point for just general ineptitude. But right. at the moment, I think Boston general beyond ineptitude. Move. I don't know why that was so funny. <laughs> I mean, just for general ineptitude. I just it was a it was a warning. Um, it's the name of our first album, boys. <laughs> general ineptitude. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I think he's just will be upset about the one thing, which I still think I can ultimately resolve. But I don't think I'm going to get to use that move for a few mysteries now, probably. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, I think I can still smooth that over. We'll see. Yeah, you just took some grand leaps in showing off the uh, defender and his stuff. So that I is think very true. That is very true. Yeah. yeah. It can't go back until I, in one way or another, resolve the thing he told me to do. Sure. So, like, I might be sort of, I feel like all I'm doing is I'm sort of easing up what he will consider fulfilling the thing he told me to do. Mm. You know, like, at first it was like, smash that gem. And if you don't do that, you failed. And now I feel like maybe I'm buttering him up so that he'll be like, well, okay, you resolved the problem that smashing the gem would have resolved. So I'll count that. But I don't think just doing unrelated promotion is ever will ever be enough to get me back in his good graces. Somehow I'm going to have to do something with Lana and like just with her, like some something to do with her is going to have to happen uh, or with that method of communication that she used or something to that effect, not just like buying billboards with his logo on it. It's like you got grounded, but while you were grounded, instead of sulking in your room, you cleaned the whole house house. (laughs) and took out the trash and all of that. I mowed the yard. Yeah. They're like, you're still grounded, but you're going to get a little little bonus to your, you know, your weekly monies and stuff. So after this, the throwdown at the circle, what are you guys doing in your downtime? You know, she doesn't want you guys coming into work for a while because just being seen. Man, I don't know anymore. <laughs> I used to have wants and things I wanted to do, and now it's just work, work, work all the time. <laughs> I don't I don't know what to do in my time off now. I'm consumed by monster fighting. Yeah. Uh, I think that a little bit, if Jake would actually give me his, like, whatever it is, the password to check on these messages and stuff he's getting oh, huh. i'm either at the gun range or i am filtering through to see like does, does anybody actually have something that really feels like a bump in the night situation and i might go investigate it okay for sure every day i'm going through at least the priority messages and if i can get to more stuff then i'll get to more stuff so i guess if somebody has sent us information that leads to a, a quest then yeah be going on it i'm checking up on my uh my folks oh yeah yeah absolutely i mean i i obviously can't like just drive down the drive way and then right. whatever but sure, I, you could I, try to sell him a vacuum you know or some avon <laughs> can i interest products. you in this dyson ball and also how are you jake roll luck great eight roll act under pressure <laughs> <laughs> just instantaneously connected 10 excellent so the three of you are going through downtown indianapolis uh, investigating one of the emails that you have received like oh you know what these some of these things could be real we want to give people the opportunity for help if they need it as you guys get on to 465 for a brief moment there's flashing all around you and you have just enough time to kind of clear your eyes to realize there are a couple of lights flying around you and they're keeping pace with you and all of a sudden they stop and there's a blinding flash of light And then you are inside of this building that is 
stone and wood, but you're so blinded by the light that you're still kind of stunned, but you realize that you are still driving this speeding car. You slam on the brakes and the car turns and it skids and it connects with the wall, but it doesn't hurt the car. The car is very, very strongly built, but there is the sound of an impact. What do you do? Get out of the car and look at what the hell's going on out here. Yeah, like just trying to scrabble out. I'm uh, obviously trying to scrabble out the moonroof because I was in the passenger seat <laughs> as it was trapped against, against the wall. The wall. Yeah. <laughs> so the three of you start to clamor out of the car and the room is not very big. And the door next to where the car has just slammed bursts open. And through the open door comes a swarm of these spider creatures that you saw in that nightmare. These crystal spiders that are almost like centaurs. And they come piling into the room and you hear a voice in the back. Heroes, you must fight or this day we all surely die. The three of you stand clumped around the charger with these creatures pouring into the room. And as you look, you can see the man who has yelled to you. He looks like he's around six feet tall, very sharp featured, long beard, but it's made out of leaves. And there are wings on his back and his skin seems to be made of bark. And he is holding a large staff. He is muttering to himself. And from behind him, you can see a child, maybe 11 years old peeking from behind him, and you recognize the face. It is the face of that forest nymph that you saved at the Halifax. (laughs) But she doesn't look tiny. She's not inches high. She's a couple feet high. And these creatures are pouring in the room towards them and swarming in your direction now as well. What is the proximity here? Is a grenade a good or bad idea? (laughs) A grenade would be bad for you if you're throwing it at the door. You guys are right next to the door. that's what I needed to know. Okay. Yeah, no hesitation, especially seeing the the sprite that we saved. I go, yep, he said kill him, and shotgun is lowered, and I am firing at the closest thing. All right, roll kick some ass. Especially if it's TJ. It just happens to be, so it works (laughs) out. Eight. You fire your shotgun at the first one of these that comes through the door that starts moving towards the car, and you take two harm. How much does your shotgun do? Three. And it buckles and falls to the ground. What are you guys doing? I'm uh, getting into a lowered position, and I'm firing my electro blasters straight at the group of spider people. Okay, roll kick some ass. Uh, oh. Uh Uh Uh-huh. Oh, 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 no. Go on. Oh, that would be a four. Ouchie. Ah. Jake, what are you doing? Do they seem like they are sort of swarming indiscriminately at everyone in this room? Yes. Okay, so they are not focusing the old guy or the girl or anything. The bulk of them are moving in that direction, but you guys are also a threat that, you know, they came in the door and these five people were here, so it's pretty indiscriminate. Uh, I want to run over and position myself between the spider creatures and the wood nymphs. All right. Uh, Roll protect someone. Nine. You are able to get between these two and the spider creatures, but they start to surround you. You can feel that they are now at least trying to make some kind of a formation instead of just rushing the door. As you get between them, you realize that TJ, you don't see him anymore. Oh, no. And you see Tass by the car firing a shotgun, and that's the room. Is like, the spot where TJ was standing, is it now covered in crystal spider people? Or is he? It's, is it empty? It's empty. What? How has he done this? <laughs> <laughs> I gotta let him be a big boy at some point. I'm gonna... I'm going to ride this out for a moment. 
at least. I'm going to protect these two. TJ, as you go to fire your wrist blaster, you are pulled into the oncoming throng with a six on kick some ass, suffer harm or capture. You've been pulled into the group and they start passing you spider leg over spider leg back down the hallway from which they came. Like through the door and everything? Uh Uh-huh. Oh, boy. Uh, And you feel as you move that there is some weird wire wrapping around you. They're each kind of adding to it as they pass you back down the hallway. God, uh, do I have access to my wrist blaster? In the sense that it is on your wrist still? Yeah, I want to activate it with uh, my hand like I always do. Oh, no, you won't be able to cross hands over to blast it the way that you, yeah. Okay. You're, You're essentially getting webbed up as they pass you back. Gotcha, gotcha. You are getting Lord of the Rings. Oh, God. Oof. Do you want to try to struggle to get to it? Absolutely. Roll, act under pressure. Gotcha. Seven. So you can fire this and catch a good chunk of them in it, but also yourself. Or you can fire it off and you won't hit any of the people trying to move you, but it'll start the webbing on fire. Or you can use its failsafe to detonate, which won't damage you, but will damage the creatures in the hallway and free you, but the weapon will be destroyed. And so it'll take time for you to rebuild it or collect the pieces and fix it. I think I'll go with the first option and take the hit. A very large chunk of the hallway falls to the ground, spasming, including yourself, but you're not dead like they are. Oh, great. Uh, I'm going to uh, recover myself and try to get back out of the hallway. (laughs) All right. Uh, Which way are you trying to go? Back the way that you came? Yes. Okay. As you turn to go back towards the room, there are going to be enemies in front of you who are headed towards the room. There's also enemies behind you coming down the hallway still headed towards the room. Okay. Uh, I want to try and blast those enemies that are in front of me out of the way. All right. Roll kick some ass. Hey, don't forget to use two-fisted signs. I have been. (laughs) And that would be a five in this case, even with two-fisted signs. You go to fire this at the enemies going down the hallway in front of you. And from behind you, a line of this webbing catches your wrist and pulls it backwards. And you realize that it's gone. And you turn back all the way and you see that one of these spider creatures has pulled it back. And is like, put it on, and it's like trying to get it to fire. I'm just gonna, <laughs> I'm just gonna jump on the the back of the the nearest one going out the door, hopefully, and ride it like rodeo style out the door. Roll act under pressure. Okay. To try to rodeo style ride <laughs> this spider person back into the room. Eight. So you'll be able to hop on this spider's back and ride into the room, but you have to do it side saddle. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> that way your skirt isn't showing oh, everything. Oh, God. What if, what if I just do it English style instead? <laughs> um, you'll be able to do it, but but either the enemies behind are going to start catching up. The enemy that you're on the back of will become aware of you and start to try to deal with you once you're in the room. Or you're going to be lost in the middle of the mob that is flooding the room. I think I will just go ahead and get lost in the 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 mob. Like right. I'm just gonna have to ride this thing out because uh, my harm doesn't feel too well after that shock. So I want to make sure I stay alive at least for the first half of this. Yeah, you go in unnoticed. The uh, the enemy swarming in and the enemy that you're riding on does not notice you. And these things cram into this very crowded room. You get knocked off and you are just kind of on the ground with legs skittering around you and you are just not quite sure where you are in the room other than you know you are in the room gotcha 
Did you say these things are like crystalline too? Yes. Yep. Their what, skin is. Like what color? Like diamondy look? Um, it's really foggy. Mm, like yes. if you had like a really imperfect diamond, like a D on the scale. <laughs> what? I used to know what the scale of diamonds. There's two scales that they base diamonds off of. And one of them is a number, I think. And one of them is a letter. And it is like how it reflects the light. And then the other one is the purity of the clearness. And the more yellow it is, the lower grade it is. So these diamonds are not forever. They are not. Okay. They are not. Uh, uh, but you do notice the ones that you have shot with a shotgun. There is stuff that comes out. Like it's just their appearance. Gross. Okay. Yeah. I want to make more of that. So you two are fighting off this incoming horde. You're firing the shotgun again? I surely am. Jake, what are you doing? At least for the moment, I'm going to hit some of them that are near me, try to protect these people. All right. I'm hoping that Leafy Beard has is channeling some baller shit. I'm putting a lot of eggs in Leaf Beard's basket here and hoping that he's doing something <laughs> cool. So uh, Roll kick some ass, both of you. Seven. <laughs> It is it is just experience roll city today yeah. so far, and we're two minutes in. I'm so excited. Jake's just trying to get that level up. <laughs> That's a four. Yeah, I'm I'm rolling shit on purpose. Yeah, I I brought my cheating dice, but like the opposite of normal cheating dice, they always roll bad because I just want to level. Oh, good. Yeah, Jake, you start to get wrapped in strands of this webbing as well. Tass, you take two harm, and another one drops. You realize that TJ is not anywhere to be seen, and you see Jake being wrapped up in the webbing as he tries to stand between uh, this old man and and the girl. Okay, I want to combat roll over and take a shot at the one that's webbing him. Roll, protect someone. Oh, uh, that is an eight. As you get close, you realize that the shotgun is is not going to be accurate enough to break the multiple strands of webbing. And so you pull out your knife and cut through them and get caught in it yourself. You free Jake, but you find yourself being wrapped. This stuff is tacky to the touch. You're like, oh, I'm going to cut this. And it is now on your hand. Cool. And then as you kind of use your elbow to get to the other one with your whole mindset of being freeing Jake from it, uh, you are able to get him free, but you start looking like early Pinocchio yourself. Good, good. <laughs> Jake, what would you like to do? You have been freed. Little help. I, I'd like to have a lie down. I'd like to go home, <laughs> get a get a juice. Can we call a timeout? <laughs> yeah, need let's a, need a protein shake. Let's or? take this back. Let's roll this back. Start over. Right. I activate my sands of time dagger. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Ooh, sweet. Is Tass totally webbed up? Does he still have his hands free? He has a hand free with a gun in it. No, with a knife. Oh, damn it! I am uh, arachnophobic, so I use my free hand to quick draw my pistol and shoot myself <laughs> this Can is actually he... the arc where Tass gets over his fear this ends with him fucking a spider queen to get over his phobia <laughs> oh, no. you have to do it now it's the only way to get over your fear <laughs> the only way find its leader fuck it <laughs> uh, Tass can you reach your handgun yep how high is the ceiling about 20 feet I want to grab him and throw him at the ceiling so that he sticks to it and can just start shooting people from above <laughs> That's awesome as hell. Awesome. <laughs> um, yes. Roll no limits. Eight. All right. Yeah, you were able to pitch him up there, and the arm where the webbing is stuck to hits the ceiling and sticks, and he kind of drops back down, and then he is just like a pinata with his pistol out in the other hand. Uh, what is your consequence? Uh, minus one forward. TJ, what are you doing? 
I'm getting up because I'm on the ground. It's accurate. Uh, I'm going to get up and I'm going to... God, I don't have any weapons. I'm going to go to the car and get a weapon. You've been lost in the middle of this mob. Roll investigate a mystery to try to figure out where you are, where to go. That's a seven. You get a hold one? Where did it go in accordance with the car? Uh, It is in front of you to the left. You can see the tire skid marks left when Jake slammed the brakes on your appearance here. Okay. I'm going to go to it. I'm going to open the door and hit one of the secret compartments to reveal a gun. What gun? It would be reasonable to assume a sniper rifle is in there somewhere because I wouldn't have just had it on my back. Yeah, there's a sniper rifle in there if you know how to put it together. I am an engineer. I could probably figure that out. I I believe in you. (laughs) If not, I'll use weird science to figure it out. (laughs) Exactly, to turn it into something else. Oh, good. Good. So, TJ, you open the door and you slide into the back seat and Mm -hmm. there is Tass's case that you recognize that holds his sniper rifle. I'm going to pop it open and I'm going to start putting it together using engineering. All right. No problem. It is a complicated piece, but because of your engineering skill, you're like snap, snap, snap. Clack, clack. And you were all set. I didn't have to roll for that. Do you have to roll for that power? I do. Then yes. All right. Luckily, it's weird. Kaboom. Uh, Yeah, I'm pretty sure I got that with a 10. So yeah, I put it together. And uh, after I put it together, I'm going to pop out of the moon roof. Just shoot the hell out of these spiders. All right. Roll kick some ass. All righty. My lowest score. That's a one. I rolled a three, but that's a one. Don't you still roll two-fisted science? All right. Well, then instead of one, it's still a five. You're going to level up again. I am. So, Tash, you are in the air firing down at the crowd, and then you see TJ pop out of the roof of the car with your sniper rifle, and he lines up a shot, and he fires, and you see smoke come out of the middle of the gun. (laughs) As you hear what sounds like an explosion underwater, just that What did you do to my gun, asshole? As I'm just popping shots into the crowd. Roll kick some ass. Okay. He kills both nymphs and me. <laughs> Eight. All right. Yeah, same thing. You were able to... Uh, what does your pistol do? Two. Okay. That one is still up. Damn. Jake, what are you doing? Man, I wish I had AOE damage. <laughs> right. I don't know. I don't just want to keep hitting them at, with a hammer one at a time. This seems inefficient. And also, I can't do it because <laughs> I keep rolling very poorly. <laughs> um, so still, even now, this is still close proximity. Like He's in the car off to the side. Mm-hmm. Jake's back by the people. I'm on the ceiling. Above the people, essentially, it, yeah. It, it, do, is there any room for something a little more boomy, or is this still tight is, quarters enough? It is a, essentially a 20 by 20 okay. room. Yeah, so I don't... I I still don't want to drop bombs. Like if you, yeah, if you drop this down, it's going to be everybody's getting hit. I want to ask them. Like either you guys got anything that can wipe some of these out? No, that's why we brought you. You were supposed to be the champions. I'm... They're still coming, and you can see that as he yells that that the hallway is still just full. Like they're almost waiting to get in. As one falls, another one steps in. Can I see, like, down that hallway at all? Like, if I can see that they're kind of backed up, can I see... Ish. Roll investigative mystery? Yeah, sure. Uh, Ten. You get a hold, too. I guess what is being concealed here... So further down that hallway, you see a glow, and it seems like these creatures are coming out of that glow, but they're pretty packed in there now. Yeah. But it it seems like there's a portal down this hallway that they are pouring out of. You can see also in this room that there are a number of runes on the ground, and that a couple of them look burned out as if they have just been used. Okay. 
So having examined the hallway and the portal, or at least kind of seen them and what's going on there, I think the next question I want to ask is what can hurt it? I want to shut down that portal. What do I think would do it? You haven't used your weapon yet against them to know if magic harms them, but it seems that the metal of his knife, the metal of the bullets, is having a strong effect against them. So logically, the metal from the shrapnel of a grenade seems like it would do some serious damage. Am I currently like holding off the horde from getting to these two are they in immediate danger if i move yeah if you you know there's basically a body's length between you and the horde and you and them you being present swinging the hammer a little bit is keeping them away enough that these people have not yet been grabbed up okay I'm going to call out, get a grenade down that hallway, see if we can't blast some of them up, um, but I'm I'm just going to stay where I am and take a swing, try and keep them away from these two. Roll kick some ass. Eight. You take two harm, and that one falls to the ground, dead. So you hear Jake yell out this idea of like, get a grenade and get it down the hallway. How are you guys going to try to manage this? Tass is hot glued to the ceiling. TJ is uh, woo prom night 2019 with his head out the moonroof. <laughs> TJ, I'm going to toss you this, and then I'm going to try to make a hole for you to get in the middle of the floor and throw that down there, all right? Actually going to crawl out of the moonroof, catch the grenade on the fly, and then throw it down the hallway as I duck out of the way. Even better. Yeah. Uh, so both of you roll Act Under Pressure. I'm going to use luck. All right. Wow. Ten. Ten. TJ's using a point of luck. So Tass is able to fish a grenade out of his pocket, and he lobs it towards TJ. TJ hops out of the moonroof, stands on the trunk, and swings the sniper rifle, connecting with the grenade, knocking the pin out of it as it flies down the hallway after bouncing off the door. You hear a couple of bounces, and then there is an explosion. Jake, from where you are, you can see that that glow is now gone. The enemies in the hallway are obliterated. The metal from the grenade tears right through them. Okay, the portal they're coming out of is closed, and a bunch of them in the hallway are dead. Good. Um, a thought occurs to me, and I'm just going to try something in the hopes that this works. I am switching out the bullets in my 38 to my iron bullets. And as soon as that's done, I'm going to start shooting. Roll kick smash. Okay. Oof, that is a seven. With these bullets swapped out, you don't notice that it does additional damage. Like every one that you hit is still up, mm. but it's not doing less Okay. I'm like calling him out as I'm taking shots. You remind me of the one that I found in my car. You find, remind me of the one that was under my pillow. Jake, what are you doing? I'm still just a bulwark against the things, just protecting those two. All right, roll kick some ass. Nine. You take two harm, and that one is dead. The older man finishes whatever it was he was muttering, and all that happens is the door closes. He hits the uh, the staff on the ground, <laughs> the door closes, and you see the remaining three runes on the ground start to glow. Nice! What are you guys doing? I'm still shooting. All right, roll kick some ass. Ten. It dies. Suddenly the pistol seems like it's doing a little more damage. Oh. TJ, what are you doing? I'm going to use the sniper rifle as a club and beat the... Fudge out of one of these spiders. All right, roll kick some ass. Mm, fudge spider. <laughs> That's a Harry Potter treat, isn't it? I believe so. I believe so. Uh, that'd be an eight. You take two points of damage. Uh-oh. Oh. And you deal two points of damage. Actually, you deal three points of damage because of the rune, and you see that the spider gets its back broken as you slam this down on it. I'm obviously limping and bent over a little bit after getting hit by that spider. Yeah. Uh-oh. 
<clears throat> I think even more than that. Yep. You're unstable and dying, aren't you? I am. So TJ is on the ground bleeding. Tash, you were able to see this from your vantage point. Uh, with every hit now, you see that one of the spider creatures is going down. Now that these wards are activated, he starts to point his staff at them. And so with uh, each attack that you guys do, he will attack as well. Nice. I'm going to take a shot at whatever's the closest one to TJ. All right. Roll kick Aww. some ass. Um, yeah, I'm going to assume a 13 gets it. Two of them go down as the uh, old man points his staff at one and a burst of energy comes out and hits it. And TJ doesn't have any creatures around him now. The remaining few are all around Jake and the older man and the girl. I think I have this thought in character that I'm like, ooh, what could I say to piss these off? I don't know. I don't even know what they are. I can't taunt their mothers. I don't know. I assume this is your inner monologue as you're just absentmindedly swinging your hammer. Yeah. I'm not even looking, kind of like thinking, looking up at the ceiling. Like and just Zach like Braff style. Yep. But I'm going to hit one. Roll kick some ass. Nine. All right. You take two harm and another one goes down. Another one bites. TJ, what are you doing? You were on the ground, unstable. Bleeding. Yes. Is there any like of that that spiderweb stuff around? There is. I'm going to try and use that stuff to bind my wounds. All right. Roll act under pressure. All right. Do you think it'd be that or protect someone? <laughs> Yourself. <laughs> oh no. Oh. Seven. Oh yeah, okay. That's not bad. Yeah, you are able to gunk up your wounds. <laughs> it's not pretty. You've got no. these slash marks, and it's like in Gladiator where he wakes up and the guy is like chewing stuff and just stuffing it into his open wound. Yeah. You are just taking this webbing and just jamming it into the hole. You are no longer unstable, but you don't heal any damage. That that seems right. But it is absorbing your blood. And I'm uh, as I'm just kind of casually taking shots, I'm glancing over going like, that's badass. <laughs> just that mental note of that's hardcore. <laughs> Roll kick some ass. I'm going. I'm going to do it. Yeah. Oh, dang. These rolls tonight. Uh, how's a 14 do me? Yeah. Another one goes down also as the old man fires uh, the energy from his staff. Sweet. There's one left. I'm just going to chat with it. Okay. I'm just going to like kick back. Hey, man, I like your legs. Tell me about your origin. No, I'm going to hurt him. Real kicks the mask. Yeah, 13. Yep, it, yeah. Is, it is dead. What do you want your extra effect to be? <laughs> that it's dead more. I suffer less no harm. harm it. <laughs> there you go. So the room is now empty. The doors are sealed. Those three runes are still burning, uh, but all the enemies are dead. And the old man is kind of panting, and he's checking on the girl to make sure that she's okay. Uh, I mean, yeah, I want to check on both of them, see if they're okay. Yeah, they seem to be fine. He seems to be pretty fatigued, but she is. she seems fine. Be like, well, that was a hell of a thing. I'm Jake. Who are you? Guys, I recognize you. We're not the only part of the castle under attack. We probably should move soon. But yes, there's a proper time for introductions. My name is Ferguson, and I am Keeper of Magic here. Where is here? Where are we? Were you not? Oh, yes, she said that she felt she was in a strange place. This is Elnor. What is, what is that? What is Elnor? I don't understand how to answer that question. I guess, is it... Are are we, like, in a different realm? Are we underground? Are we on Earth? What's... What's Earth? Okay. Well, that's sort of an answer. Earth is the planet we live on. No, that, that we is the planet we live on. No, oh, God, it, we... I think we can have this discussion after somebody helps me, please. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sorry. 
We're busy over here. You stuck to the ceiling. Accurate. Yep. I'm just kind of dangling here like, well, I'd help you, Teej, but can you come up here? You have a nice ladder. I'm going to. Yeah, I guess I'm just kind of digging at the webbing on the ceiling there that's like where my arm is attached. and With the knife? Yeah. Oh, it cuts right through. Roll act under pressure. Oh, good. Now I'm going to fail one. Yay. Good old five. So you take a drop from this 20-foot height, uh, and there is a sick crunch. Okay. Yeah. It sounds oh. like an advertisement for a cereal. Yeah. Sick you crunch. Do, you do take one point of armor-defeating damage. Okay. You think good. something's broken. Okay, that ain't great. Oh, my God. You have a minus one ongoing. Good. TJ, you come here. <laughs> okay. I'm going to take apart his uh, sniper rifle and use the barrel as a splint and wrap it with the um, with the spider webbing. Roll weird science. Nice. This is going to be the best splint ever, bro. And he's effectively taking your primary weapon out of the game, so that's good yep. for me, too. That's yep. an 11. Yeah, no problem. Tash, your minus one is gone. Oh, good. Uh, you have this weird spider web bionic piston <laughs> leg. Oh, good. Is this the sort of thing where I can like do a, a no. super jump by firing it? Oh, maybe. <laughs> good. Maybe. The dice will decide. Yeah, yeah. So he's doing that. We're like we're like fixing each other 69ing right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I'm going to try to uh, heal you up a little bit. I like how your dice get larger and larger. They do. <laughs> and then rounder. Uh, Yeah, that'd be a 10. All right, so you heal too. Nice. And so in the background of Jake and Ferguson having this very proper conversation, we see like Tass fall from the ceiling in a crunch and he like falls to the ground and starts dragging himself towards TJ and TJ like is pulling himself across the room with this sniper rifle and attaches it to Tass's leg and Tass flops onto TJ's belly uh, and starts like... <laughs> Healing his wounds. Just, <laughs> if you know what I'm just saying. Just in the background of this, Jake oblivious. <laughs> yeah. Just another day for him. <laughs> it's valid. I mean, I am hurt. I'm going to need help too. What are the Stooges doing oh, back yeah. there? What's the girl's name? I want to ask her her name. Oh, she told me that she had met you before. Do you not know her name? When I address her, does is that he answers instead? Yeah. Because okay. she's still kind of behind him a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Also, she was this tall. I'm very confused about all of that this. That seems impossible, even as children are young or not that tiny. How did we get here? Magic. We opened a portal. She said that you had saved her life once and that you might be the only hope for us and our people. I, I kind of like, like lean around him to look at her. She has a very stern expression. Not upset, not angry. But she's not wide-eyed, like you might expect from someone who you guess would be like 10 or 11 years old. She's not even necessarily hiding behind him as much as he keeps positioning himself in front of her because he's unfamiliar with you. Like you start to get the sense that she's not moving behind him as as she adjusts, he adjusts as if he is used to protecting her. I'm sorry, I didn't realize that proper introductions had not been made between all of you when she told me the story of you saving her. And he turns and faces her, and he kneels very gingerly. This is Queen Leah. She is the ruler of our people.
the Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. You start with your own breathing. Match the rhythm of the breeze that carves the canopy, the birds and bugs chirping in set intervals. Feel the subtle pulse rising up from the ground beneath you. To wander is to dance with the forest. But the forest isn't just the partner. She's the music, the style. She's the rhythm. She's the set of ancient steps and movements that have been passed down from one dancer to another. She teaches you to dance the dance she invented to the music she's singing in a tonal system she thought up one night as it pleased her. You breathe, and you listen, and you wait for your place, your first step, the call to... is a new fairy folktale podcast from T.H. Ponders, a member of the Fable and Folly Network. Listen to the show by searching for The Wanderer in Apple Podcasts or by visiting www.callofthewander.com.